All right. Um, so Bishop is out of town, and he has asked me to speak tonight, uh, which is something I don't take lightly. So um, I just thank him and Miss Renee for entrusting me in that. Um, it's going to be a long night, guys, because I'm already crying. Worship, worship got me. Worship got me. Um, so before we get started, I just want to um, go to the Lord in prayer. Um, and then um, the plan is to not be long. I don't have a whole lot of notes. I don't have like six pages like last time. Um, but we'll see how it works out. <laughs> Hello, Miss Sophia. I see you waving at me back there. Yeah. All right, so you guys uh, close your eyes and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for one life. I thank you for the opportunity um, to be able to speak in this pulpit. Father God, I pray that the words that are said tonight um, are from you. Lord, that they are not just from me. And God, I pray that um, the words that are spoken... Um, would encourage someone tonight um, and that they would not leave here feeling the same way that they did when they came. Uh, it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So um, I had this plan. Actually, it was kind of not really the plan, but I was like, oh, I'm going to use the lesson that I taught the kids last Sunday because it was awesome. Right, kids? They're like, I don't know. I don't remember it. They don't remember it. Um, but we spoke on humility, and I was like, oh, man, this is a great lesson. Everyone needs to hear it. And then God's like, that's not what I want you to talk about. So here we are, full of emotions. All right. So there are many times in our life, uh, if you guys would agree, um, things don't always go according to plan. Right? You know, this whole year, whole first half of it, this is definitely not what people planned, right? Um, and so the past few days, past few weeks actually, uh, praying and, you know, asking God, what in the world am I supposed to do? Because this is not the plan that I had. This is not the situation that I want to be in. And every time he says three words, stay the course. Okay, stay the course. So I've told myself that over and over for the past few weeks, just stay the course. Um, so, you know, praying, I'm like, okay, God, stay the course. How is that going to work? This is not the course I had planned. How can it stay the course with everything that is going on? Um, this year, you know, with all the, the detours, the distractions, um, the delays, you know. And like I said before, if there was ever a time to feel like you're off course, it's 2020, right? Um, and God just spoke to me the other day, and he said, just focus on me. 
Don't worry about the distractions. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the roadblocks, the storms, whatever, however you classify the situations in your life. He's like, don't worry about those. Focus on me. So, you know, and so it's like, okay, let's focus on you. You you created it. You've got the plan. Your course is not the same as my course. You know, and I know we've heard that before. You know, God's way is not our way. You know, sometimes we're in life and God says, hey, I want you to go over there. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go over there. And you hit a straight line. You're like, yeah, I'm getting it. And then life throws a roadblock in your way. And um, you're like, what do I do now? You know, so you either go around it. Maybe you take a few steps back to evaluate the situation. And, you know, I want to speak tonight and to encourage you guys that just because the roadblock is there and we have to take a detour around it, Sometimes the detour is God's plan. That's God's course um, to get us where he wants us to be. And, you know, sometimes detours are so frustrating, right? You're driving down the road, you're super late for work, and you're definitely not going the speed limit. Um, And all of a sudden, there's a wreck, or, oh, man, look at that construction work that they've started four years ago. <laughs> right? And so it delays us. But in those situations, we still, you know, we're like, you know, focused on where we're going. We have to get to work. We have to get this. We still stay the course, even though it may, we may be slowed down or we may have to take an alternate route. Um, and, you know, God, is, God was just speaking to me and he said, you know, I want to use the delays, those detours in your life to strengthen your faith. And, um, you know, and just because there's a detour, just because the, there's a delay does not negate, does not turn off the calling that I have on your life. Um, and, you know, if we stay the course, you know, if, if we, like I said, stay the course, focus on God, he's going to use those delays not only to strengthen our faith, but he's going to use those detours to minister to the people around us that we wouldn't have met if we were going on a straight line. If I'm focused on Chris in the back and I go a straight line, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to one, two, three, four, maybe five people down this road. But if I'm getting to Chris and I decide to go this way, and maybe I decide to go through that pew and this pew, God's taken us on a course to where he can use us in ministry. Uh, the road might be long. I'd be full of shipwrecks or detours. Um, but in the end, um, you know, he makes everything for good, right? And that's, um, I asked Amy and the worship team to sing that last song because uh, God put that on my heart in Genesis fifty twenty, It says, as for you, you meant evil against me, 
but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result and to preserve many people's lives. So everything the world is trying to delay us with, to deter us on, to bring evil, God says, no, I'm gonna, I got a plan, and I'm going I'm to change it for good. You know, um, and Apostle Paul is one of the most perfect examples of this. Um, and I want to look at a few passages in Scripture um, about some of the detours that, that Apostle Paul took. Um, so he was faced with many, many areas that we would call delays um, or detours, but God saw them as opportunities opportunities to save the lost, opportunities to heal the sick, opportunities for people to see his glory and to use us in that. Um, And Paul kept his eyes, he kept his focus on God, um, and he stayed the course. Um, And... Tonight I want to look at two different examples um, in the book of Acts where Paul was detoured or delayed in what we would consider delayed um, in ministry, Um, I feel. um, But God turned what was meant for evil and he used it for good. Um, And the first one I want to look at is in Acts chapter 16. And um, it's Passages are a little long, so if I get monotone or something, if I can see these words, I should have worn my glasses. Um, the first one I want to look at is, is Acts chapter 16, and I want to look at verses 16 through 35. Um, and it's a well-known passage. I'm sure you've, you've read it. Um, It says, once we were going to a place of prayer and we met a slave girl who had a spirit which she could predict the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. The girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High who are telling you the way to be saved. So even the spirit knew, right? They knew that there was a calling upon their life. And she kept up with this for many days. Finally, Paul became troubled, and he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at once the spirit left. When the owner of the slave girl realized that his hopes of making money were gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews, and they are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in and attacked Paul and Silas, and the magistrate ordered them be stripped and beaten. Um, After they were severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. The jailer commanded the guard to to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such an order, they put them in the inner cell, fastened their feet in stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was um, such a violent earthquake that 
and the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once the prison doors flew open and every, everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and saw that he, the prison doors were open and he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, do not harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed and rushed in. He fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the words of the Lord to him and to all others in his house. At that hour that night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately him and his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into, into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had become a believer of God, he and his whole family. Now, that's, I mean, that's a big detour in your life. If you're doing ministry, then all of a sudden you find yourself beaten and flogged for doing what you're called to do, and now you're in the prison. Not just prison, but you're in the innermost cell, like, the dungeon, the farthest down, farthest, so you can't escape. But Paul and Silas kept their focus. They stayed the course. They kept their focus on God. And at midnight, while they were praying, God showed up. Yeah. Right? So God showed up in the darkest prison. He can show up in the darkest storm of your life. Um, when we turn our eyes, just, just so his glory is known. Now, um, like I said, what we would see as a delay, what we would see as a setback, God saw this as an opportunity. Um, when, when Paul kept his, his focus on God, you know, if he wasn't arrested, if he wasn't beaten, if he wasn't put in that prison, he would have never met that guard. He would have never met his family. That, that family, those prisoners would have never seen the power of God at midnight when the worship was happening. So, you know, that's just a, an amazing example of, of just stay the course. And, you know, um, I don't know what you're, like I said, I don't know if you see them as delays, as detours, um, but God wants to use those for his glory. Because there's people in those detours that you're never going to meet if you're walking a straight line. Um, and the next one uh, I want to look at is in Acts 27. And this is a Probably won't. I'm not going to read all this because it's it's quite a bit. Um, so in in Acts 27, we find that Paul is on his way to Rome as a prisoner once again. And like I said, we may see this as a setback, um, you know. And if you you know in our eyes, it's like man, that is not um, that's not good. You know, he's he's aboard a ship as a prisoner. Um, not only that, um, when they set sail, 
you know, he warns the he warns the guards, he warns the captains. He says this is not a good idea, right? He said we're going. There's going to be many losses if we set sail. Um, and they didn't listen. They're like, we're going. I'm a captain of this ship. You're just a prisoner. I'm going. You know. <clears throat> so they find themselves in the midst of a terrible, huge storm. And um, so we're in chapter 27, and I want to read a little bit, um, starting at verse 18. It says, We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days and the storm continued to rage, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Now, you know, this isn't Paul's first journey on a boat, and I'm sure it's not the captain's first journey sailing on a ship. Um, but if the storm's so bad that even the captain loses hope, that's a pretty bad storm. Um, and there are so many people right now that uh, I feel, you know, maybe it's you here, you know, people that you know that they're in that storm. They've lost all hope. Um, and they don't know what to do. Um, so I'm going to continue with that. And it says, After these men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice and not sailed from Crete. Then we would have been spared, you would have spared yourself from this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage. So, you know, I think that's a very humbling statement there. Because Paul definitely could have been like, I told you, you know how, you know, maybe you have a sibling or, or, or you do something and like, or, or with kids, you know, hey, don't do that. I know what's going to happen. And then you're going to fall. Five seconds later, they fall. Told you so. Right. Um, but Paul here, he doesn't, he doesn't throw it in their face. You know, he said, if you, he just, if you would have taken my advice, we wouldn't be in this situation, basically. Um, and sometimes we find those detours in our life because people don't take our advice. We, ended up, we end up on a different path because um, we don't take advice. You know, God, God warned us. Or, you know, uh, a godly spiritual figure in our life said, hey, don't do that. This is going to end badly. And then you're like, no, I want to go down this road. Or when you're on a road trip and your wife says, hey, we need to go this way. And you're like, no, I know how to get there. And then you end up on a one-way street going the wrong direction. <laughs> right? She's like, I told you so. Um, and, uh, sorry, got off track there. Um, but he tent, but then so he stands up and then he begins to encourage this whole ship of hopeless people, right? 
He says, now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Right? Remember the passage in Genesis 50? What you have meant for evil against me, God has meant for good in order to bring about the present result to preserve many peoples alive. So sometimes we're on these detours. We're in these, you know, on these different paths, still keeping our eyes focused on God so that we can bring courage to other people that are hopeless. Um, and um, he goes on to say, Last night an angel of the Lord who I, um, whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he has told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. Um, So, you know, Paul knows his purpose. Paul knows I have to go before Caesar. This is where God has called me to be. He didn't call me to be in the storm, but here I am. Um, And I'm here to bring courage to you. Um, And sometimes, you know, and it says, nevertheless, we must run aground on another, on some island. So, you know, sometimes those detours, we end up shipwrecked. But it's in those shipwrecked moments when we see God's glory the most. Because he's not going to let us perish. Right? All right. So skipping on some verses. So now we're shipwrecked. It says 14. Uh, it says on the 14th night, we were still being driven across the sea. In that midnight, in that midnight, the sailors sensed that they were approaching land. So that is a long storm. I don't know if you guys caught that. Okay. Day three, they gave up hope. Day 14, they're like, I think we're, we're close to land. <laughs> That's a lot of rain, you know? Um, so, you know, they, they took soundings. They, they figured out, you know, the water is getting shallow. We're getting closer to land. Um, and so they dropped the anchors because uh, they were afraid that they're going to run aground. Um, and they just sat and prayed for daylight. Bible says they prayed for daylight. Um, and and it's it's crazy because it says that their boat was tied together, was held together by ropes because the storm was so bad. So we may be in a storm and we may be just barely holding it all together, but God's glory's there and He's gonna show up. Um and then, again, Paul gives them courage um, in 33. And it says, just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. He says, for the last 14 days, you have been um, uh, constant suspending uh, suspense. So you have been exerting yourself, uh, and you haven't taken any food. Um, food you need food to survive. Um, 
because not one of you is going to lose a single hair on your head. Um, and it says, as they began to eat, it says, Paul took some bread, gave thanks to God in front of them, and then he broke it and ate it, and they were all encouraged. Um, so people find strength on these detours in our life. People will find strength. People will find encouragement by the faith that we have. As our faith grows stronger, they see that and it gives them courage. In the situations that seem so dark in, in you know, um, how in the world can you have joy? But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, and it's that joy that people see and, get, and it gives them hope knowing that there's something better than the situation that they're in. Um, so it's, it goes on to say that, you know, they see it, they see the land, and they try to get there, but they run aground. Um, and then they have all the people who, are, who can swim, jump overboard and swim to shore. And then the rest of them just grab pieces of wood and planks that, that they were hoping, and then they floated to shore. Um, and, you know, this wasn't just a small ship. I don't know if, if you guys realize this. Um, so 14 days they were in a storm that literally ripped their boat apart. They had to throw everything off. They tied their boat together, and still all 276 people on board made it to safety. That's God. Right? All right, so they have ran aground, um, and I'm going to read in chapter 28, um, just the first 10 verses here. And it says, when they were once on, just kidding, once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness, and they built fire and welcomed us because it was rainy and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brush, brushwood, and he put it on a fire. A viper was driven out by the heat and fastened itself to his hand. When the islanders saw this snake shaking from his hand, they said, excuse me, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer for he, can, he has escaped the sea, but justice has not allowed him to live. Paul shook off the snake in the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up and suddenly fall to his death. But after waiting a long time, seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and they said that he was a god. You know, and then it goes on to say there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius Publius We'll go with that. The chief official of the island, and he welcomed us into his home for three days, entertaining us hospitably. His father was sick and in bed, suffering from fever. Um, when Paul went to see him after prayer, he placed his hands on him and healed him. And when this happened, um, the rest of the sick from the island was brought to him, was brought, and they were also healed. They honored us in such a way that when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with supplies that we needed. 
Now, like I said before, Paul was on his way to Rome. Um, Malta wasn't in, in the plan, right? We're sailing to Rome. That big storm wasn't in the plan, but God used it for his glory to show everyone on that ship the power that he has. He has the power to save you from a 14-day storm that's going to tear your boat to shreds, but not a single one of you will be lost. Um, And then when he gets on this island, he gets bit by a viper, um, and he just shook it off like it was nothing. Um, But if they hadn't ran upon that island, all the sick on that island wouldn't wouldn't have been healed, right? So if, if he stayed the course that he thought he was supposed to stay on, then he would have just went from Crete to Rome, saw Caesar. But God had other plans. Right? And um, so despite all the unfortunate events that happened on that journey to Rome, with the storm, with the viper, Paul's faith in God grew, and Paul's faith gave hope to everyone that he met on that detour. Um, so, some you know, sometimes the storms in our life leave us shipwrecked. I said that a minute ago. Um, the storms leave us shipwrecked. They leave us wondering what, what next, God. Or they leave us floating on a plank, barely keeping our head above water. Um, you know, but when we stay focused on God, when it's like, you know what, God, I know we're in this situation. I know I'm, I'm, I'm shipwrecked, but God, you have a plan. Right? Jeremiah 29, 11. God knows the plans he has for us, and they're not to harm us. Right? So even though the devil, the enemy has these plans to try to harm us. God says, I'm going to take what he has tried to hurt you with, and I'm going to change it for good. I'm going to bring about something not only good for you, but everyone around you in that situation. They just don't know it yet. Right? Um, So... God wants to use our detours for his glory. Um, I've said this verse like three times, so I'm going to say it again. Genesis 50, 20. I feel like someone just needs to hear that. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about the present result to preserve many people alive. So, as, as a, a wrap-up here, it's actually really all I have. Um, just ask yourself, are you, are you currently in a detour? Are you currently in a place where you feel like life has shipwrecked you? You know, um, don't lose heart. Because even though it feels like you're floating on a plank, God's glory is all around you. And, you know, 
I feel in my spirit that there's just so many people that when they get detoured, they focus on those situations. And they take their focus off God. So I just want to encourage you guys tonight to stay the course. Keep your eyes focused on God. And when we focus on Him, He makes everything else work together for our good. Um, And uh, just because we're detoured, just because we are shipwrecked in a situation does not mean the calling on your life is delayed. It doesn't mean that what God has called you to do is void. Because, um, like I said, God uses those. You know, we weren't planning to be, I wasn't planning to go down this aisle by Miss Frank's. I was trying to find Chris. But when I walked by there, right? I was able, you know, you're able to talk, minister to somebody, say hello, can change someone's life. Maybe you're meant to go on a detour just to tell someone that they're loved. We don't know the situation of that guard and his family when Paul was thrown in prison. But God saw them as important enough to throw Paul in prison, to, de- to detour him, to delay him from what Paul was doing so that those people could be saved. Like I said, there may be people in your life that you know that God's detouring you around. Maybe he's put a name, maybe he's put someone on your heart. Like, God, I'm not going that way. Right? I'm going this way. You told me that I need to go here, and this is how I want to go. But God says there's someone over here that needs some encouragement. And as you go this detour, I'm going to strengthen your faith. So that when the life is easy, you're going to trust me. Right? When God, when, you know, like I said, you say here, God wants you over here. You're like, all right, let's do it. And then you start walking and you realize that there's a big valley in your way. Like, how do I get around this without going down? God's like, I want you to go down. There's someone stuck down So, like I said, God just put that on my heart to share with somebody. Maybe it was just for me. But I just hope that you guys leave today encouraged that no matter the situation, no matter the detour life has thrown at you, no matter the different route 2020 has set us on, God's got a plan. He's going to use it for good. There are people that, and I'm sure that you guys can maybe think of some, there's people that you have ran into this past year that if this virus would have happened, wouldn't have happened, you never would have met them. I can attest to that at work. Because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right? 
supposed to be parking cars, standing out in the rain, parking cars. But they have us inside doing other things because of this virus. And I can guarantee you, and I know for a fact, I can see their face. That there are people that I've met during this that I prayed with that just needed someone to say that they love them. Now, not, not all of them are like that because there are some people that I wish I wouldn't have met because, <laughs> you know, the situation is tough because there have been days when I felt completely shipwrecked with everything going on. And then God brings someone and says, hey, this is why you're shipwrecked. They need hope. So that's what I have. If you got, if you got.